0: the xfl gets cranked up this weekend can't wait to see what the new look league has to offer here to help us preview some of what we'll see this weekend our esteemed guest russ brandon league president for the xfl joins us now russ welcome to the show
1: hey thanks for having me you must it's be pretty... seeing you in two weeks
0: yeah well no doubt we're definitely going to be there for uh for the home opener how excited are you for this weekend just for everything to get started
1: You know it's been a long time putting this together you know we're all very thrilled that um it's finally here you know it's really been two and a half years of of planning and you know now it comes down to execution but um you know i told the staff last week we had a big event with our uh, all of our players and coaches down here in arlington texas and a year ago that night we had 11 full-time employees and then i was looking out over about 850. so just to see it ramp up and the players on the field and you know, going through all the milestones that we have in twenty twenty one and twenty two and, and finally see it actually come to life on the field is pretty exciting for all of us.
0: Um, How important was it for the league to get started the weekend after the NFL season wrapped up? I mean, it felt like that was pretty strategic. Okay, You get the Super Bowl, and then people immediately looking for that next football fix. Is that something that was really important to the league, that we've got to start the weekend after the Super
1: Bowl? Well, really what we did was we took a very methodical and disciplined approach as we looked at how we wanted to calendar the season, and really what it came down to was twofold. We want to build a player a, a league for our athletes, but also a league for our fans. And when we looked at how we wanted to build the league, we looked at it from an athlete perspective and we drafted over five hundred and fifty players in November and sixty five percent of those players have played in the NFL at some point. And many of them are looking for the journey back to the league. So by starting here in February And concluding with our championship game on May 13th, it gives our athletes a seamless transition to go right into an NFL offseason program if they have that opportunity. So that was one of our focuses. And then to your point, you know, being a very fan-focused league and knowing the thirst for American football, you know, the opportunity to get through the Super Bowl and looking for your football fix, we certainly are – another option for people to, to watch many recognizable names um, that they've known from college football and the NFL. So um, it also works uh, on that front as well. So we, we looked at it from a variety of ways, and, and that's how we landed on our calendar.
0: With that being the case, and it's a different sport, somewhat different audience, but still sports fans at the end of the day, was there any concern going head-to-head with NBA All-Star Weekend?
1: You know, um, I've been asked that question a few times, and uh, um, not not really. You know, we, we we looked at it and we wanted to you know really just kick off this weekend. And you know, I'm a huge sports fan, love the NBA as well. But you know, hopefully we have uh, we have four games this weekend, all on ABC and ESPN. So we we think we'll have a lot of people, football fans, tune in and, and, and uh, take a look at the XFL.
0: How would you say the operation's been going at the Arlington hub as we lead up to the season that that portion of of the entire project for you guys um it it's unique. How has that worked to this point
1: you know it it is unique you know we we looked at it you know when I first came on board here and I went and looked at the facilities in 2020 and no fault to the league uh, they had a traditional model and it's hard to replicate what the athlete is used to at the NFL level or the collegiate level for preparation purposes. You know, I was in the NFL most of my career, and you live 355 days a year in your training facility, and you spend 10 days a year playing in your venue. So to replicate that experience, that's how we came up with the centralized hub model down here in Arlington. We have all of our athletes, all of our coaching staff, but then all of our support people. When, it, when you look at performance science, athletic training, nutritionists, um uh, equipment, video, and it gives the opportunity uh, for the athlete to really have a 360-degree experience where they have all the benefits of player wellness, player development programs, our literacy programs, and have all that under one roof and have those services that they're used to uh for their further development. So, you know, I, it's funny, we have about eight flywheels going at once each and every day, <laughs> as uh as we have practices and uh as you know down here in in texas the we have three high school facilities we're using on top of our uh game field and it's really no different than you know those high school facilities are like division one (laughs) right so it's been uh it's been a great experience and the players have really taken to it and and uh, we, 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 we have delivered a, a first-class, best-in-class experience for them to continue their development.
0: We're talking to Russ Brandon, league president for the XFL. Of course, the league gets kicked off starting this weekend. I know you've been asked this question 100 times, so I'm going to make it 101 here, and then maybe we'll be <laughs> done with it. Why will this league work versus previous iterations that could not?
1: Well, you know, I've been asked that question a ton, as you can imagine, and, you know, it always starts with ownership. And we have incredible ownership with our chairwoman leading the way, Orlando native Danny Garcia, who's an absolute powerhouse in everything she does and is a, a tremendous leader. Obviously, Dwayne Johnson, who's one of the most popular humans in, in the world. Mm. And Jerry Cardinal in Redbird Capital and, and the, their success and Jerry's success in all the sports properties that he's put together. We have an incredible executive staff on the football side and, and on the business side and you know, we have former general managers. Our coaching staff is a star-studded list. You have a, a great one down there in Orlando with Terrell Buckley. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I will say, too, is XFL 2.0 was on a great trajectory when you looked at the numbers and the KPIs of, of what the league was standing for. And then, obviously, the world changed. I was actually in Orlando that day mm. when the world shut down. And that is really the only reason that there was uh, um, a shutdown of the XFL. If you look back, you know, in 2000, it was just a whole different deal and how they did it. And I don't even really compare that, but, um, you know, we saw that. and We we, we saw the thirst and the need and for the uh, legitimate love of football and the opportunity to continue you know, the sport. And I, I'm, we, we're building this for long-term sustainable success. So, um, we're in it for the long haul, and uh, that's why it will work.
0: I uh, completely agree. It sounds a lot better when you say it, so I wanted to see that up for you. <laughs> when uh, When will you know, okay, because there is a little bit of uncertainty. I mean, I, I'm with you. There are all the reasons are there for this league to be successful and for the last iteration to have been successful had there not been a world-changing moment like the pandemic. But when will you know, okay, we're good. We can settle in. The league is a success, and now it's just about how we build on top of it. Is it going to be a couple weeks into the season? Will it be after the season? When do you feel like you'll have that figured out?
1: Candidly, I know now. Um, Just how we have executed the athletes, the coaching staffs, what we put together here, what we see is our trajectory with ticket sales and our commercial relationships. And being a part of great cities like Orlando, yeah, you know, this, this is a, a long-term play, and we're here for the long haul.
0: What is the structure to the postseason, and, and where is a where's the championship game going to be held?
1: We have um, a ten-week regular season, and then the winner of the North and South divisions will play in, in, in the playoffs, um, and uh, in the championship uh, play. I'm sorry, divisional championship round, and then we'll have the championship game. And uh, that is the weekend of May thirteenth, and we will be announcing championship weekend this weekend. So, a hmm. uh, little tease for the for the fans out there. I
0: like it. Speaking my language. Um, <laughs> can you give me? Can we? Can you give me a couple of rules or, or unique qualities of the game that you're really excited about? Just as a fan, that you're going into this weekend, going, I can't wait to say the, see the way this plays out. Like for me, it's the conversions. Yeah. I love the fact that you've got three levels there.
1: Yeah, the three levels of conversions are really cool. I, I also like um the kickoff rule that we put in place to really encourage uh returns, but at the same time making it a safer play. So from that standpoint, you know, we're we're excited to see how that plays out. You know, another thing that um I'm very excited for is we have a centralized command center that Dean Blandino, the czar of all rules and officiating who oversees that for us and did for the NFL for many years, he will be a part of every game broadcast. So he will have transparent communication and enhanced audio and access for our fans to hear when a play is challenged and what the cadence they, what cadence they go through in making a decision. So I'm excited for that. And for our fans to, um, To see how that, uh, how that presents itself. I'm also excited to see we, we have adopted a rule and I had the fortune to sit in 20 plus years of owners meetings in the NFL and a rule that has been talked about often, but has never passed is the opportunity to challenge any call on the field one time during the course of a game. Mm. So, um, you know, a great example would have been at the Super Bowl last week. You may have flown the, thrown the flag if you're Nick Siriani when it came to, uh, the, the, the holding call at the end of the game there. Um, that's not a reviewable challenge at that point. Um, in our league, it will be, you know, you'll, if you have to have one timeout left, but you can challenge anything on the field at that point. Love
0: that. XFL President Russ Brandon. Russ, we can't wait to watch some XFL this weekend. Thanks so much for answering all my questions. Enjoy the football this weekend, and uh, and I'll see you here in Orlando in a couple weeks.
1: I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you.
0: We zone out next. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? In my dentist's office.